0: Welcome to A to Z Sports Primetime from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com, the Intel edge. You need to succeed with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports, download the app today. You can bet on the NBA playoffs going on right now. The NHL, which started this evening Everything in between. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And True Math Fitness in the Gulch, a new way to work out a better version of you. Get your fitness goals accomplished today with the best workout routine in Middle Tennessee. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. So the AFC South has such a massive role to play in this upcoming NFL draft. The Houston Texans at two the Indianapolis Colts at four, the Tennessee Titans at 11, and the Jacksonville Jaguars in the mid-20s being the only team or being the team that made the playoffs from that division this year. There is an opportunity for the AFC South to have some of the best quarterback prospects from the last three drafts in the division for all three of the other teams not named Tennessee. But there's a scenario that Adam Schefter laid out today on NFL Live that makes it seem like the way we've been talking about this particular draft order is not necessarily correct, and certainly not the way that these teams have been thinking about this. I think that the uh, I think that the circumstances for the Texans and the Colts have just become so much more interesting because of this Adam Schefter report, and we're going to let you hear from him in just a second. I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take, though, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. In the comments section, let me know how you feel about this draft order, and in particular, the Texans and the Colts, with the question, what should the Texans do with the second overall pick in this year's draft? Let me know how you feel about it. I know most of you guys are Titans fans. There's an odd Texans fan, a rare Jags fan running around in the comment section. But if you were the Houston Texans, what would you want them to do with the second overall pick? Not as a Titans fan, but if you were running that organization. We're going to discuss it together. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. As always, it's made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Since 1983, Two Rivers Ford has been providing quality American-made Ford vehicles, award-winning customer service, a name you know, and a brand you can trust. Their sales staff does not work on commission, which means their only goal is to find you the perfect vehicle for your family's budget and your needs. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So it almost seems like gospel that C.J. Stroud, who was talked about as the number one overall pick in this draft, for several weeks, now it sounds like it's Bryce Young. The, t- the tables or the tide has shifted in the direction of Bryce Young with the first overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. And that kind of leaves the rest of this thing still possible to fall in the order that we've talked about. We've talked about the Houston Texans needing a quarterback. We've talked about the Inap- Indianapolis Colts at four needing a quarterback. We've talked about teams like the Seahawks at five or the Raiders at seven who could use a quarterback situation for the future even if they have a stopgap situation like Geno or Jimmy G on their roster right now. But what Adam Schefter posed to the cast of NFL Live today was that we have been talking about this, maybe not in the right way. We have been talking about this as definitively quarterbacks are going one and two, and all of a sudden, that doesn't seem like such a certainty.
1: Well, listen, we think that Anthony Richardson is a fascinating prospect, but so is this entire prospect. Dan, you mentioned the run on quarterbacks, but let me ask everybody this. What if the run on quarterbacks gets a little bit delayed? What if it's a little bit later to start than people thought? We've been hearing about quarterbacks going one, two, three, four. That's not going to happen, I don't believe, in this draft. And what would happen if and when we've seen Carolina make the move up right away, right away for a quarterback at one, but we haven't seen anybody trade up to two when Houston's open to listening. We haven't seen anybody trade up to number three because you know what? I think Indianapolis thinks there's a real chance right now that they could sit right where they are at four and get potentially the second quarterback in this draft. There's a chance we might not see a quarterback go at two or even three, and there might not be a team that trades up because the value in that what? isn't what we thought it would be. So Indianapolis Ooh. may be sitting there with its pick in the litter, <laughs> Anthony so Richardson or Will Levis or C.J. Stroud. That could happen. That's a possibility right now. I'll bet you ten dollars. Stroud might Sheffield be there at four. a very nice oh steakhouse. That some a quarterback, two quarterbacks go in the first four picks. There's no question about it. I bet you ten bucks. Um, This is what I'll say. Hold on. Dan, what kind of odds? What kind of odds you give me on there? Because that's obvious. Everybody's expecting that, right? I'll give you 10 to to 1 Done. 10 to 1. 10 to 1. 10 10 to 1 on 10 bucks. Here's my thing. These teams right now seem willing to wait. They seem willing to wait. And I don't think we're going to see a quarterback go at 2. And I think all the teams that were talking about trading up to 3 know that. And so they could sit back and wait. And so, this great quarterback rush that we've all been expecting might start a little bit later than we all thought. I'm just telling you.
0: Adam Schefter is not just telling you, he's screaming at you. He's saying, Listen to me, you idiots, Dan Orlovsky. A quarterback is not going to. I don't know why Adam Schefter is so passionate about this. Maybe it's because Dan Orlovsky would dare to question the great Adam Schefter's information, but he's very passionate about this. And I, listen, I don't take. many things as gospel, especially this time of year. But it is difficult for me to look at an information person like Adam Schefter being willing to stand on the table that passionately on national television and tell you almost definitively that a quarterback is not going to go to. It's enough for me to at least pay attention. So if the Houston Texans don't draft what we presume would be C.J. Stroud with the second overall pick, Then what is possible for the Colts at four, like Schefter mentioned? Even the Titans at 11 in a situation where we have been operating almost exclusively under the idea that the two quarterbacks who we all consider to be the two best quarterbacks in this year's draft class will come off the board at one and two. And there has been messaging around the Texans not taking a quarterback with that second pick For a couple of weeks now, Greg Cosell brought this up to me for the first time. I can't remember if we were at the Combine or if it was right after the Combine um, when we were doing the podcast. Greg said to me definitively, you know, I've been hearing a lot that the Texans just aren't necessarily sold on taking a quarterback at two. And it's not like I discounted what Greg said at the time. I took it into consideration. But then. As we moved on and you saw the way that free agency went and you saw what the Houston Texans quarterback room looked like, you said, well, it would be, a, you say to yourself, well, it would be utterly ridiculous for a team like Houston that is getting ready to field a quarterback room of uh, Davis Mills and Taylor Heineke. It would be foolish for them to not take the best possible quarterback solution with that second overall pick, even as they have a second first-round pick. They have 12 overall immediately after the Titans selected 11. Um, Let's talk about this in terms of who Houston might select. Here in just a second, right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by True Math Fitness in the Gulch. Get the best version of you. Get your workout started, your workout routine. Make it a part of your day-to-day. Because once you go to True Math Fitness for the first time, I promise you, you are going to enjoy it and make it a part of your regular workout routine. True Math Fitness, their workout classes, their boot camp style, 40 minutes, efficient, effective. They push you without overexerting you. And their coaching staff is incredibly helpful, friendly, and fun to work with as you go through their group classes, whether you're somebody who prefers personal training or just wants to work out in their open gym. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free and to find out all of their great membership options today. Uh, Case Keenum is in at uh, Case Keenum in Atlanta. Uh, oh, okay. Case Keenum is in Houston. Heinecke is in Atlanta. Okay, thank you, producer Robert, um, for clarifying that. Yes, that's Case Keenum's second tour of duty in Houston. Is that right? Um I don't know why I had got convinced myself that Taylor Heinecke was a Texan, but that's right. He plays for Arthur Smith this coming year. Um, anyway, so, second tour of duty for Case Keenum in Houston, Bird. Is that what you were giving me the thumbs up on? Third tour of duty for Case Keenum with the Houston Texans. How about that at this point? That's pretty funny to think about. So, Case Keenum and Davis Mills should not preclude the Texans from taking a quarterback. But it sounds like they're not necessarily sold. It could be a smokescreen. It could be a last-ditch effort to try and get Indianapolis to tempt Indianapolis to get up to three. But in reality, what you just heard from Schefter is that's the opposite of what it would do. Indianapolis sounds like they feel confident that they can get their guy at four without having to maneuver with a top five pick. If that was the case, um, then it would be even more interesting if the Titans were legitimately involved in a trade for third overall, because if Houston is willing to pass on C.J. Stroud, it would be a really tough sell for me to envision a scenario where the Titans would be comfortable passing on a trade-up opportunity, especially if Houston passed and you had the opportunity to beat the Colts to the punch. So not just keep Houston from getting one of the top quarterbacks. Houston, if they willingly pass, let them pass, go get the quarterback, and keep the Colts from doing the exact same without maneuvering. It's a fascinating scenario to kind of see play out. Now we won't see we won't see this happen until we get into the NFL draft, right? This is a trade that is going to happen on Thursday evening um in 10 days from now when the NFL draft takes place. Only 10 days away from the NFL draft. By the way, exciting stuff. Um if CJ Stroud makes it out of the top 5, it would be criminal, it would be shocking. I don't think that's going to happen. I almost have to envision a scenario, I still think at least at least three quarterbacks go in the top five picks, but to hear Adam Schefter that definitive about not having a quarterback go at two to Houston, really throws a big old wrench in the middle of that discussion. So we'll see how that plays out uh, a little later on. Bryce, Bryce Erickson says, what about Ursay's tweet? I'm sure the coach and GM want to wring his neck. Yeah, Jim Ursay, and I'll pull the tweet up specifically so I can read it to you. It was pretty funny to see him thirst-trapping Colts fans over the weekend. Jim Ursay, who is known to be active on social media, uh, tweeted yesterday, for the 23 draft, we have many options. With the number four pick, we could stay put. Oh, there it is, as a matter of fact. We could stay put and take a quarterback or trade up and take a quarterback, or trade down and maybe take a quarterback, or not, smiley face emoji. All options on the table, but we like our position and are very excited. Fire up with a football emoji and four, some in focus, some super grainy pictures of the top four quarterback prospects, Richardson, Stroud, Young, and Levis. So, with that being said, I am I, I've never been more interested in a draft, I think, because of the implications on the division for the team that I cover. And this has the potential to become an unholy mess. And frankly, I'm here for it once we get to Thursday night. All right, let's move on uh here on the primetime show and let's talk about the most underrated need on the Titans roster right now. Not the obvious wide receiver, you guys have. Hammered over and over again, and even as they continue to sign off-ball linebackers instead of pass catch pass catchers, I know you need one. It doesn't seem like one one meaningful one is coming until the NFL draft. So, what's the most underrated need on the Titans roster right now? We'll talk about this together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by Superbook Sports. Download the app today. Baseball season is upon us. The NBA and NHL playoffs in full swing superbook always offers you the best odds boosts, and promo bets to get in on the action they always offer you a direct line to the best odd odds makers on the strip the app itself it's clean it's easy to use it is the best wagering app around so don't let spring pass you by without winning money with superbook sports because they'll get a $250 bonus, you will get a $250 bonus when you sign up to deposit, deposit and wager in the same day. Visit superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. So, as you look at the uh, as you look at the uh, upcoming roster situation or the current roster situation, where do you spot an underrated need for this team right now? Wide receiver, obvious need. Tight end, obvious need. Offensive line, obvious need. But what are we not discussing enough? Uh, running back, says Eric Castillo. He says Hassan Haskins isn't an RB two. Well, I don't think there's like. Here's what I'll say, Eric. In a in a, a more expanded sample size that we got a Hassan Haskins. Um which was the Cowboys game. The offensive line play was poor, but you saw just how hard uh, a job Derrick Henry had last year. Once Derrick Henry wasn't the running back in the backfield, it was Ah Hassan Haskins trying to gut this thing out. He didn't have help. It was really, really hard, and he didn't look any kind of productive or special. Um, Now, you know, special is not necessarily what you expect, but you do need to have backup uh, running back depth. They did not re-sign Dontrell Hilliard. They need a pass-catching running back as an option because Derek, while he did have, uh, I think it was a career high receiving yards last year, somewhere in the neighborhood of between four and 500, um, Derek is not an option to leave on the field for all three downs. He's not a true blue 3rd three-down running back, and you need a more feasible option to give yourself that passing game option, that obvious passing situation, with uh, Dontrell Hilliard the way that you had. You need a running back who understands route running, who understands angles, and who understands landmarks to be able to run routes efficiently. That is not something that the roster currently has. Hassan Haskins is more like a Derrick Henry backup, right? Not necessarily that complimentary piece for Derrick's skill set. So I do think that running back is an underrated need because on top of that, you need a plan for life beyond Derrick Henry at some point in the very near future. Because he is on an expiring deal. Uh, Robert says, producer Robert says, Henry set career highs in receptions with 33 and receiving yards just under 400, 398. Thank you, Bert. So, um, with all this that you look at at this point, where is the most underrated need on the roster? Now they keep signing off-ball linebackers. The uh, the latest, and let me pull up uh, the individual's name. Formerly of the Arizona Cardinals, um, agreed to terms today with the Titans. Ben Neiman last year for the Cardinals, uh, played in all 17 games, had nine starts on defense, 70 tackles, two tackles for loss, one fumble recovery. So they keep signing off ball linebackers, right? They've got Luke Gifford. They've got Ben Neiman. They've got Aziz Alshair. They've got all these different linebackers that they've brought in. But right now, there's not a uh, there's not a true blue solution that I can see to the starting linebackers. Now, it may be Alshair and Monty Rice definitively. That may be a plug-and-play situation, the former third-round pick in Monty, and a a guy in Alshair who's been a very, very productive player in spurts but hasn't had a full-time role because of two players in San Francisco that he had been stuck on the depth chart behind. So maybe that's the de facto starting linebacker situation. Maybe signing these off-ball linebackers removes the Titans' need in the draft because, again, they only have six picks, and this is another another off-ball linebacker that they've signed without addressing wide receiver, tight end, pass-catching running back, um, or additional offensive linemen. Who is kicking field goals, says Mr. Jones. Uh, They have the, uh, is it Shudak, Caleb Shudak, on the roster. He was hurt last year, so they shut him down. They will probably bring in another kicker, but it'll be Shudak or somebody else at this point, uh, for the, uh, for the Titans. Um, and I think that, uh, I think that the more that you look at this, I, today's signing probably takes off ball linebacker out of the mix. Underrated, I think is, uh, is defensive line depth. I think they need to kind of hedge their bets against Danico Autry and not just assume that they're going to be able to roll through 2023 with Danico Autry being as productive a player as he's been. It's not like I doubt Danico. Danico's been um, such an important piece of what they've tried to accomplish the last two years. But again, he's getting into his mid-30s. He's somebody who already had to miss some time. He missed a ton of time during the preseason and training camp while he was dealing with knee situations, and that is not something that one imagines is going to get much better in the near future. I think defensive line depth and, and pass rush, even with Arden Key, On the roster, Penciled in as the starter alongside Harold. I still do think that they need better pass rush depth um, now with Bud Dupree signing with Atlanta. Um, All right, we'll bring producer Robert in. We'll do, in case you missed it, the stories in sports this week that might not have made it to your radar. We'll welcome Robert in right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Sell your home for more with garyashton.com. Get the Intel Edge so you sell your home without any showings or staging. So you find your current home while you sell your, well, rather while you sell your current one and look for your dream address without the stress in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. Nobody has better Intel and better properties than the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators. Garyashton.com for that. Intel Edge, you need to succeed. So with that, we will bring Bert in, and Bert will tell us what stories in sports that we missed this week. Hey, bud.
2: What's going on, bud? Uh, I know you didn't miss this because we've enjoyed talking about this back and forth since it's been going on. But something that might have got missed in the Jeffrey Simmons uh, contract extension was his agent. Is We watched his agent's, uh, I guess you would call it a hype video on primetime a couple weeks ago saying uh, the Titans window is unequivocally Jeff's career. We did not get an answer on that, but we did
0: Jeff's <laughs>
2: like what the hell does that even mean? I, almost I still don't know. That there. Uh, we don't have an answer on that, but we did get an answer from Big Jeff as to the type of agent that he is, which will lead me to what uh, the question is for in case you missed it. Uh, what is the best part of Jeffrey Simmons extension? I'm going to say that his agent is sticking around to give us more content for the next four years. Uh, this is what Jeff had to say at his press conference regarding
3: Paul. Paul. Paul, um, I'm sure Rand know that Paul gonna make sure that things get done. He gonna make sure you're on the phone. Um, and I was like, Paul, all right, man, let's stop calling me until something get done. Like, I'm, I'm tired of talking, like, every other day. It's like, Paul, Paul silly calling. So I'm like, all right, Paul, do we got something. But, uh, man, just the, the, the commitment that Paul made to me and uh, my uncle, uh, of course, my, me and my uncle started, um, Called walking business, uh, you know. Of course, coming out of college, you know, I didn't sign with an agent. Um, to, to, that's the road I wanted to go. You know, just having a mentor like my uncle, who played in this league ten years, and you know, to trust him that okay, I'm not going to uh, steer you wrong. And uh, we brought Paul along, and uh, Paul haven't let us down. He one of them guys who kept his word, and you know, I appreciate you, Paul. And uh, like I said to uh, my uncle Jason Hatcher. Um, um, It's a big mentor to me throughout this process, you know, been, you know, just stay patient, 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 been a big word. We all
2: know those people, right? That just Mm -hmm. get on the phone and call you constantly and you know if you that person for me is my aunt anytime i see my aunt donna calling me i'm gonna go ahead and hit decline real quick send her one of those automated text messages it's like i can't talk right now because if i get on the phone with her i'm gonna be on the phone for 25 minutes it seems like uh and I'm, i will not call him his full name i i refuse to because he is doing his victory lap right now and he he changed his Twitter name buck I can't do it anymore I can't call him Paul de Rossillo Rossilli whatever his last name is now he is officially paid AP to me mm-hmm. that's the only thing I will call him in and so after the after the contract extension got done he was doing a mini victory lap going around to radio stations he was on Blaine and Mickey I believe he was on 1025 which is the next tweet I'm gonna show you uh, okay. he he, he might be a guy that talks a little bit too much, which isn't great for NFL teams, but it's great for us. I sure. love hearing all the details, the the gory, dirty things that happened. And This was one of the quotes he had uh, in an interview. This is from Nick Kaiser. Nick Kaiser <laughs> tweeted out, just had Paul, payday Paul, payday P, in fact, uh, on 1025 the game. And he said when negotiating Jeffrey Simmons' deal, quote, I told Rand three years, but he said, hell nah. And I know that's exactly how that dude said it. too. So which he quote tweeted this and said, this was Rand's face when I said it. So <laughs> notice in the top, the paid AP, that's the only thing mm-hmm. you're going to refer to him as. Uh, not only did this guy talk to uh, Rand Carthon and say, how about a three-year deal? And to which Rand said, hell no. He <laughs> grabbed a screenshot in the FaceTime, and, and not just for his own his own use, his own his own bank, right? This was so he could put it out on social media to let people know. He does, in fact, FaceTime Rand Carthon. For that, I am grateful for the contract extension, and I am grateful that Payday P is going to be around for the long haul.
0: Uh, it doesn't sound like you're grateful. It sounds like you're sick of the shit.
2: <laughs> no, I love it. I want more hype videos now. If <laughs> if if you follow him on Twitter, he has been doing the largest victory lap known been. to man.
0: Which, well, mm-hmm. listen, Bert. I I will I will give this man the benefit of the doubt. It's a legit payday. Uh, it's his first it's legit payday, like, payday. It is a payday p payday. That's gonna. It's, it's somebody somebody. It, we're gonna get fined now for saying that because I'm sure it's been trademarked. Uh, by, uh, paid AP himself, but listen, I, you know, a part of me agrees with you with, uh, (laughs) the, the excess. If you're an NFL organization, you have to despise this. Notice that he's not sharing screenshots of Mike Vrabel FaceTimes because I know that Mike FaceTimes and I'm certain that Paul D. Russell probably FaceTime Mike Vrabel at some point in this. And I can't imagine a scenario where Mike Vrabel gets a screen. The only (laughs) time, the only time that's ever happened to Mike Vrabel is me. Bert, because I accidentally put him in a group text one time with Lucas and Greg Cosell trying to get to the morning show, and then he threatened to skin me alive like an animal uh, in ways that we talked about on the radio show in Mike's, one of Mike's recent radio show appearances. Uh, So yes, careful who you accidentally put in group text, and uh, you'd be even more careful if you Facetime Jeff Simmons' agent Paul D. Russell because he's a screenshot grabbing mf out here in these streets, and he's keeping a receipt, whether you're GM, player, Owner or whoever the hell else he's tweeting on Twitter, but listen, good for him getting a payday, uh, getting his client a payday. It's gotta feel great. It's uh, it seems like it's the it seems like it's the first experience at this level for him. And uh, you know, if I cashed in that way, it would be difficult for me not to take a payday or a payday lap in everybody's face too. I'd have you blocked. I I
2: would not deal with it. And on my way out, I'll let you know that payday Paul, payday P, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: his career. Is inequivocally the window. I said that wrong. Finish the you show. Do. Wrap it up. And
0: I was, get, I was ready, getting ready for you to say, and I stand on that. And then you blew the landing. <laughs> and I stand on that. <laughs> I stand on that. That, in case you missed it, uh, this week it is always fun, always enjoyable. So we appreciate producer Bert and his great work. For more, producer Bert and all of his high-quality production efforts radio show from 10 to 1 tomorrow on 104.5 The Zone. We will be talking about the AFC South more. We'll have more information for you on what Schefter talked about here this evening. We will also be keeping an eye on things over at St. Thomas Sports Park because the pre-draft press conference with Moran Carthon and Mike Rappel will come your way on Thursday. And of course, we will be doing great reporting that as well. I'm, j- I'm excited for the draft. I love it. It's like I don't know how many of you guys, when you were in grade school or middle school, you did those, uh, you know, lock-ins, school lock-ins. Whether it was on a weekend with your entire class or something like that. Uh, I went to a private Catholic school, so they did like anti-drug and alcohol lock-ins, where you know they kept you overnight at a at a, uh, a school for like they rented out the YMCA or something like that. You did like stayed up all night. You did skits, all these kind of things. That's basically what the NFL draft is. With all my Titans media content. we're locked in the draft in the uh, Titans facility. For four days, like a uh, like a middle school lock-in with nothing but old hold hands- on,
2: hold on. They used to lock you in and and tell you not to do drugs or drink. I feel like that's the best times to to drink if you're locked in somewhere. They're just well,
1: like,
2: aiding you. They're like, oh, the best time to do drink, drink and do drugs is right now. Now that you're locked in this uh, YMCA gymnasium.
0: Yes, and there's always a water. There's always a water bottle that finds its way <laughs> into the uh, into the confines of the lock-in, but that. Is for another day. Back to the shadows, God damn.
2: All ah! oh, that. Whoa, hang on.
0: <laughs> he couldn't even do it right. <laughs> he can emerge from the shadows as he wants, but it's tougher to send him away on the streaming show. So we'll have to do it on the radio show. Have a great rest of your evening, and I will talk to you tomorrow at 10 a.m. on 1045 The Zone.
2: Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit.